Welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast. Each week we sit down and discuss our favorite lore topics from within the Destiny universe. Specifically, we intend to take a close look at a specific question that has been nagging us and potentially the Destiny community as a whole. To fulfill that, our discussions tend to assume that you already have some background in the Destiny lore. Despite that, our goal is to be as lighthearted and welcoming to everyone as possible. With that out of the way, let's dive into this week's topic. Probably do that. Yeah, we're gonna do the mumble mumble to, to come in and whatnot. Oh, you want you want to have banter? Oh, banter, banter, banter. <laughs> so much banter. Uh, just we have funny things to say because ha 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 ha. Indeed. Is this really a thing that you guys do? You start every podcast off with random banter, 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 banter. Oh yeah, yes, because, I see. <laughs> because, because we we mix. I'm a smarmy monopoly man. We, we we mix into the opening, and it's a funny joke because I'm pretty sure they do that on live television. It's like, all right, and they're rolling credits. Let's get some banter going. Yeah, they can't hear you. Mics are cut. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys you guys love it. You love the banter. And we're clear. That's kind of... Wow. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's kind of weird when you know how the magic works, huh? Wow. <laughs> now, that you're, now that you're behind the set on the other side of the camera. This. Welcome fun. to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Your... I can't wait to re-listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> With your hosts, Taylor B. Hey! And the Bagels. Hello! <laughs> yes. Today, we are having a special guest of ours, a friend of ours, uh, Chris the Misnock. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and I just I just want to say like this is this is commemorative. Bags is taking it away. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, uh, just gonna dive right here, and uh, we're we're gonna start with what our theory is today, and that theory is that we are tying together two separate lore pieces, those being the sleepless lore for for the rocket launcher from the Dreaming City. And the fragment lore card from the Stolen Intelligence lore book released in the Black or Season of the uh, Season of the Drifter, excuse me, uh, lore period. And so, the basis of this theory is we've got two very similar situations where there is a uh, two two figures involved in a scene being studied uh, by. Uh, external parties, uh, those that are not involved in the scene whatsoever. And the fragment entry, we believe that to be Fen Church. It is specifically Agent FEN092, uh, so it is not specifically established that it is Fen Church, but uh, speculative analysis uh, leads us to believe that's that's the case. Uh, in, in any terms, it is definitely an agent of the hidden, uh, and likely with their name beginning with FEN. And so in this uh, in this scenario, we've got Fen, uh, Fen uh, looking in on this scenario of two figures, one being ERI-223, uh, an agent of the hidden, and then VIP-0704. And in that scenario, we've got a, uh, we've got a bunch of fragments that are scattered around uh, uh, 
destroyed ship. And that ship matches the description of what we now know to be a pyramid ship. Uh, at the time, we really didn't know a whole lot about the pyramid ships. We'd seen probably a couple visions of them, particularly in the at the end of the Van Vanilla Campaign, and then uh, a couple of visions in Season of the Drifter at the end of... Uh, or during the uh, missions where we went to see Mara in her throne room, we had had uh, seen images of them there as well. But uh, at at the time, it was pretty unclear that this was what the ship exactly was, uh, other than it was destroyed and it had uh, multiple fragments of the ship floating around. And now in Sleepless, we've got a similar vision of a ship actually being in the process of destroy, being destroyed. So likely this, this sleepless lore comes in, uh, in sequential order. It probably comes before the fragment lore. Uh, in, in the sleepless lore, we've got Shur Ido, the first queen wrath, queen's wrath of Marasov, uh, describing Mara and another figure interacting with this pyramid ship, likely having just destroyed the ship in the scene so you can see here we've got very similar sequences there's uh there's clearly a pyramid ship involved in both and the figures all are the although they are not clearly established as being the same what we're trying to tie together here is that vip 0704 is queen marosov and then so and then we've got ERI-223, which is likely Eris as the other figure. The, the Bagel Dive, two comments? Sure. Um, one, I still say that's the dumbest fucking... We're a spy network, so we're only going to use the first three <laughs> letters of your actual name. <laughs> They'll never figure out this code. <laughs> it's unbreakable. Right. <laughs> Bulletproof. Just don't even worry. No one will ever figure this out. And then two, like... Do you think Sleepless is in Seattle? wherever it wants to be baby all right all right who knows what's going on in the uh in the american northwest i i you know before we did I, hopefully we go to old chicago before we went to find that out though um in any event <laughs> uh, yeah um it's it's so do you think there's any reliance for this to because I, I feel like it's heavily implied that Mara is the McQueen that uh, Eris calls out to most of the time. And we know that she does work for her. Mm -hmm. But do you think... Hmm. Do you think... Is is there any, like, weakness or, like, reliance on that? Like, does is this, like, an if... Like, it, does it rely on any, like, other if statements? Uh, I would say so. Uh, it, on the basis of, especially the the fragment lore piece, the how we get how, how Fen Agent Fen gets that hallucination is what it is. Is a thrall wanders up to his camp on the moon, uh, specifically Luna the moon. Uh, he, <laughs> he this this thrall wanders up and just stands next to Agent Fen. And, uh, uh, I'm just gonna call him Fenchurch, just for simplicity. <laughs> um, Fenchurch shoots the thrall, uh, 
despite it not being aggressive. And upon Thrall's collapse, he discovers this black fragment in the Thrall's chest. He does some analysis, both his ghost and just visual uh, prodding uh, of, of it, before actually interacting with it. Uh, we're pretty sure that it, it is, in fact, a piece of the the pyramid ship that is on Luna, under the Scarlet Keep now. Uh, at the time, the Scarlet Keep was not constructed, so this was just uh, essentially analysis prior to the whole Shadowkeep adventure campaign. But that... That does raise some questions. The fact that a thrall essentially wanders up to a hidden hidden agent's camp, delivers himself to be killed with a fragment in his chest. Why would the thrall do this? Um, so it certainly raises some questions as to why this why this would be allowed to happen, either from the the pyramid ships or the darknesses perspective or for from Savathun's perspective if she's the one introducing this or it could also be from the hidden swarm at that time the hidden swarm was still at least partially intact with uh, some minor semblance of a leadership structure but it, it was pretty pretty uh, haphazard so I, I would be willing to write off the hidden swarm as the initiator of handing off any fragment to Fenchurch in that scenario but uh, regardless, why would any of those entities hand off a vision of showing us how we potentially defeated a pyramid ship? That's the question that I'm I'm finding myself having to ask at this point. Mm. All right. Okay. Okay. I mean, Chris. I think the the answer to that and. And for uh, your listeners, uh, I'll say that I'm opposed to this theory right off the hop, although I'm about to defend or provide, a, a, I think, an easy explanation of that, because there's like this propaganda campaign. So by giving granting somebody visions or giving them a rock or something that grants visions is a play of power. So it's like, oh, by touching this rock, you gain a vision of the future. And it plays into this at least dream or hope that maybe the dark side will give us power. And so that would be more readily, they would expect that this, you know, secret agent of the light that thinks that they're so top secret with their super secret code names <laughs> that Taylor B points out is a dumb system. So if in That's fact, they have discovered system. that this is Fenchurch, Right? So they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, you're super secret. Good on you, bud. Uh, by the way, ooh, here's a secret rock. And we're going to show you how you destroy us. Ooh. But um, before I think we continue too far down there, I actually want to deconstruct where you two hosts have gone with this series so far. So um, if you don't mind, just to rewind uh, with the facts of the the lore entry from the card sleepless and the fragment of stolen intelligence. Those two were setting up the scene for, as I understand it, your argument is the sequence of events is roughly, you know, sure. I has a vision of being with Marasov sometime in the future. And they talk about it a little bit then, you know, I guess consecutively or chronologically sure. I don't dies right then there's the fragment entry and fen has uh basically you your your argument is that it's the same vision or a similar timeline or close close to it and the scene that is being described in both scenarios is eris plus marasov plus Shurido, or is it fen church like who are you supposing is now bearing witness to 
Era and Marasov. Why do you think it's either Sure Ido or Fenchurch, Everest? Or is it more possible that what we're missing out is in the scene is a scene that's much closer to what we've now already seen versus a year ago, which is in fact that it is Eris Morn. I propose to you that the other two individuals, Sure Ido and Fenchurch, are witnessing themselves in the body of the Drifter. And the third person that you are seeing is none other than the exo-stranger, Elsie Bray. Uh, so, so one, one thing, um, we, we, we've gone over in the past a little bit, uh, just sort of about the strong connections of uh, Fenchurch. Um, it, it, it really, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was Bagel's largest counterpoint as to why uh, he's probably not been killed. <laughs> because he's a member of the hidden no like no, him no, being no. a member of the hidden is why he hasn't been killed it's because he wasn't back at the tower for us to do it he's like actually off doing stuff um <laughs> and it just makes sense him being him being a guardian as a as a pair of the two um and and that's where that's where that's where i firstly first uh had bagels bring up the uh the fen equals fen church idea and it does follow um you know, some of the confirmed naming schemata we've seen in, in these same uh, in the stolen these same other things. Yeah, and like the only like other... counterpoint is not actually addressing what, what my suggestion is. So to clarify, I'm not saying that uh, agent like FEN, whatever, I'm not saying that that's not Fenchurch. I'm saying when Fenchurch experiences the hallucination or vision of quote unquote himself potentially in the future. I'm saying he's not having a vision of himself. He's having a vision in somebody else's body. He's perceiving something. So it's not his own vision or his own experience that he's seeing the future of. He's, in fact, seeing the future of somebody else. That That is what I'm suggesting here. Okay. Um, so I guess... And the uh... nature of, sure, Ido's vision is such that it's too... Like she's seeing, I guess, uh, my suggestion would be two people that are friendly or familiar with each other. And so in her dream, she equates them to be herself and Marasov. But in fact, there's nothing really saying it needs to be, in fact, those two. And especially since Sher Ido is dead, it can't really be her that's in the same scene. So therefore, I'm suggesting that in the in these future hypothetical times, it is actually different people, and they can't be connected because Shiraido is dead, unless we have another way of bringing back Shiraido, which sure goes, you know, can resurrect people. There's no basis for Shiraido being resurrected yet. Maybe that could happen. I don't know. It is destiny, so... So, yeah. counter to what I think uh, you're, you're arguing, the in the Sleepless lore, it's sure is like a third-party observer is, is kind of the perspective that she seems to get. She, the two that are interacting appear to be Mara and Eris. And sure, uh, complete, seems to be completely removed from the scenario. And in fact, eventually eventually Mara's brother, the, the uh, Aldrin Sov, shows up in that scenario. And uh, says Tropea uh, at, at a word for victory or trophy or something along those lines. Uh, it's a Latin-based word. But uh, regardless, it, it seems more, much more so that she's not a one of the subjects of the dream that we see in the Sleepless Lore. More so that she's just a, like, a, 
a ghost or a, a fly on the wall. So, some, something like that. Just a, a, a third-party observer. And the same in the, the fragment lore. We've got Fenchurch just observing this this situation between ERI-223 and 0704 where the basically he he's not interacting in any way in the in this scene he's just there as again a, fl a fly on the wall observing that that seems to be much more much more the case than that they are actually interacting with any party in the scenes all right well i'll say with my objection in place mm -hmm. on 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 that on this particular note, uh, I would also say, and I know that you were not necessarily <laughs> prepared for this specific question. Maybe, maybe you were, but where would you put on my hypothesis that maybe that's Elsie Bray in, in that, uh, not necessarily in the sleepless lore, but looking at fragments specifically that, you know, Zero. 0704 is potentially Elsie Bray. And that puts a disconnect between this and the sleepless lore. Sure. Do you have any prepared arguments for that specific line of, of... Um, I will say that it's definitely possible. And it makes sense that Elsie would be... I'll, I'll say this. Uh, the basis of many of the entries in the Stolen Intelligence book establish that the VIPs are... Typically, uh, with, a, with a few exceptions, uh, typically they are non-Guardian characters that are of high importance. I mean, VIP, the very notion of it, uh, is a very important uh, person. So what they're establishing is that there's a very select few people that are readily identifiable to all of the hidden agents in, in these lore pieces. Mm-hmm. And so the question to raise there is if that's Elsie Bray, would the, any of the hidden agents readily recognize Elsie upon seeing her? That would be the implication of recognizing her as a VIP, specifically 0704. Right. So I'll, I'll counter that a little bit with, yes, they are easily recognizable or recognizable to the agents working with uh, I want to just insert also that you said non-guardians, and I believe that that is actually untrue. There is definitely strong theory that VIP 2014 is the player character, and also Toland is one of the entries, one of the VIPs. So. And I completely agree with that. I, okay. I, I, I just wanted to... Most of the characters are non-guardians. Non I, mm. I, 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 sorry, I tried to put some emphasis on that, but yeah, <laughs> you are correct. Right, but <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure that clarification was yeah. in there for any listeners that are not necessarily familiar with reading this whole lore entry because the three of us probably all just reread through this whole book and i was just like okay some very convincingly are for example toland although even that's up in the air all of the theories of who and i forget his vip number offhand but all of the theories behind who that vip number is involves a guardian of some sort because mm -hmm. they're talking about somebody from 300 years ago that was smiling you know with eris in a picture back then so um substantially seems to be seems to be a male guardian <laughs> <laughs> right. in in description you know so there's a couple theories zavala maybe saladin or um 
or yeah, Tolan seems to be the most a, likely. There's a couple but. that might be the Drifter or uh, Asher Mir too are, are thrown in there as, as possibilities that I've seen. So, yes, there, there are several that are at least potentially Guardians, uh, to, to be sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, I would, I would also offer that the the, the largest sort of uh, hurdle in the way of it being the Exo Stranger is that there's really no record of the Exo Stranger working with the government of the Last City. There is a lot of records about her avoiding her sister during this time, and even though at the end of you know a few things like uh, the Dark Future, she does end up back in the Last City, like and can view members of the ugh, members of the vanguard there's no record of her ever interacting with them um so i mean like unless there's maybe some like a part i'm missing where like you know maybe she's like assuming an identity or something like i for me there's a missing there's a missing piece of connective tissue i would say the connecting tissue readily for me connecting uh Elsie Bray, the Exo Stranger, uh, who is the same person for people that haven't played it all this year. Um, if for some reason you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> they're the same person. Um, when we first discover Elsie Bray, it is on the moon. We find, of course, Eris Morn on the moon. That storyline is linked, heavily connected, in my opinion. Um, and so it's reasonable, in my opinion, that Eris had spied upon or noticed the existence of, you know, somebody watching us. And that's why the Exo Stranger would also have been numbered VIP 0704, which is distinctly one of the older numbers. Mm-hmm. Now, Marasov also kind of fits that pattern, somebody that's been in the story for a long time. But also, I feel like uh, the Exo Stranger is somebody that would have been numbered by one of the hidden a long time ago. And that seems to be consistent with Eris being like, hey, there's this person and they showed up and they're affecting VIP 2014. This is somebody that we need to track. And while there's not a lot of proof or evidence, it would have been somebody that the hidden would have wanted to keep track of and probably failed most of the time, but they would have documented and been like, this is a person. And then it hasn't showed up in most other grimoire cards or any other lore entries because, well, how many entries of the hidden have we gotten access to by now? Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot. Mm-hmm. Not, not um, a lot before stolen intelligence. I guess, I guess, I guess what I, what I want to offer here though, is we meet her on the moon and in the grimoire entries from D1, like that sort of tell it from her side. Mm-hmm. she was surprised there weren't Vex there. Like, so I don't, like, sure, I think she's been to the moon before, like, that point in time, technically, but she's also gone down a bunch of other timelines. And in ours, I don't think she had interacted with the Vanguard. It's less so, uh, to Chris's point, uh, I think it's less so about the fact that she hasn't interacted with the the Vanguard, and more so the fact that she probably does warrant some level of hidden acknowledgement uh, or acknowledgement by the hidden. I, I do tend to agree with that. My, my biggest question is whether or not somebody like Fenchurch would know her by sight. Uh, no, but, but, but I guess my point is if like you're taking a story from a prior point in time to that and you're saying she's on the moon, like why is she surprised that there aren't Vex on the moon later if she's been on the moon before where there are no Vex? Because this is a story that takes place, I think all three of us believe that this is current, from where we are in the current storyline, that this is a future event. And Elsie Bright is now in our timeline, and now knows that there are not Vex on the moon. Correct. And also, the... That's my assumption. Her 
her process of establishing that there's no Vex on the moon in our timeline uh, happens in D1 well before Fenchurch's oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought I thought her being on the moon before was where you had to place it because she's not on the moon now. I thought that was like a, a point you were trying to like that. I thought that was a point to your argument that you were making. No, I, I that was the point of her being there then is why she was numbered uh, VIP 0704, not not like where this point in time took place, like that we're discussing, not the scene we're discussing in Fragment. Sure. But, Does that make sense, yeah. Taylor B? Uh, I mean, c- kind of, I guess I'm still a little confused on your timeline there then, um, but... Uh, okay, I guess the, the only that thing is, in, in the timeline was was just why she was numbered VIP 0704. That's the only thing with the timeline that changed when I'm suggesting that it's Elsie as opposed to Mara. Sure. I, okay, but like, okay, but then maybe I'm maybe I'm the one misspeaking. Then like, what I'm saying is she was not working with, like, she couldn't have had that like an old number because she was around back then. Because I don't think she was working with the Vanguard back then, and I think it kind of proves that. Being a VIP, VIP doesn't mean you had to be working with the Vanguard. VIP uh, are assigned to Oryx, uh, Valkuar, Kallus, the many many characters that are definitely not associated with the Vanguard in any any known capacity. Yeah, most most of them I would say are actually hostile. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess maybe I'm, I'm wrong verbiage. My 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 point is more that like I don't the the only person in D one that's aware of her that, that makes that makes any comment about her are us and the Vanguard after talking to us mm-hmm. and and uh Rasputin. And that right. that is a completely valid point in my opinion. The basis right. that um how would the hidden know to recognize who she is for sure? Would we as a guardian player would we have informed the Vanguard of her appearance and all the details about her in our following our Vanilla D1 campaign? Probably at least in some capacity, but would it be enough to know that this is Elsie upon seeing her in a hallucination immediately? Right. So I think, and, and my theory is that Eris and Elsie ran into each other on the moon uh, is, is where my thought goes. Also, it lent, that lends itself to Elsie and Eris are now working to get with, together in the context of the, the current storyline. So them having met years before kind of makes sense. Eris is a hidden, and it's not that she's working, it's not that Elsie's working with the Vanguard, it's that Eris was working as a hidden for Ikora, and Ikora, as a, as the leader of the Vanguard, is aware of the Acto Stranger because I'm a warlock. I told Ikora straight up. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your canon. Uh, warlock's rule ruined the ruined the secret. Um, so I am an informant for the hidden, apparently. So then you know, Eris, Ikora, they designate a VIP number. I'll agree with the caveat that of course Fenchurch may not immediately recognize but for the description provided by Eris and is that sufficient enough I don't know and I, and I could concede but I think that that being a hole in my theory is is uh the holes the holes otherwise presenting that it's Marasov or taking for granted that it's Marasov I think the holes are equally as strong Right. Oh, so, no, but, but, but that, that, I guess that's my point. Like, we've been aware of Marasov since before the last city was formed. Marasov has been an active player in this solar system for the entire history of the government. We're talking about assigning VIP numbers to people. 
the last stranger has been around less time than we have. And you're saying that she would have a lower number of VIP than we do. Uh, so that's an interesting point. And the VIP numbers, and I, I did some looking into this, and this is where it's it's strange because I feel like Bungie made specifically VIP 2014 and 2015 kind of nonsensical because they don't seem to follow a numerical trend. It's, I think, to be a giveaway so that we know, right. well, 2014 is when the game launched and that's why VIP 2014 is the Guardian, quote-unquote. That's the only basis in which VIP 2014, I think, really has a ground to stand on. Similarly, VIP 2015 is kind of assumed to be Oryx. There's there's things that make that look like it's more plausible than just the year it came out, um, but there doesn't like it, it, otherwise it it doesn't fit with the with any kind of sensical VIP yeah. number. I, I hesitate to put any. I, I think for the most part the VIP numbers increase on on a basis of a rough timeline, but I think we can't put too much stock in the the timeline aspect of those VIP mm-hmm. numbers because I, I completely agree they wanted to throw a. Uh, they wanted to throw us a bone and say, "Hey, hey, you guys, look, look, you're in the lore." <laughs> Basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I mean, otherwise, I would... otherwise, you can't say that Elsie Bray wasn't because, again, I'm saying that when the strange, the Exo Stranger first appeared, that was frankly before we did anything big. We were not a noticeable guardian, really, the first time we went to the moon, other than we had just shown up and had reestablished the communications relay. Like, that's all that we had done in the Cosmodrome, potentially, canonically, before you go to the moon the first time and meet the Exo Stranger. So, you know, there's... You haven't done that much before you meet the Axel Stranger, not necessarily. Because she that... also time, but, but I mean, like she she time travels. So her her knowing knowing that you're someone to talk to before you actually are, like you know that that can work. Right, but I'm saying that she was perceived by Hidden Eris around the time that we first went to the moon, and so in this timeline, in in our timeline from all of the native inhabitants of this timeline, her perspective, her initial showing up and referring to, for example, our ghost as little light and saying she's not a creature of the light and knowing things about guardians that seem to not make sense are all reasons why Eris back then would be like, we got, we should keep track of this person. Well, well, so that's that. That's the lens. Picture it from Eris's timeline, from Eris's point of view, when she's just getting saved from the moon, or she's just escaping from the moon before she gets back to Earth. If she had stumbled across Elsie Bray back then, it would have been a long time ago. And yeah, VIP numbers weren't necessarily being. No, but but she doesn't escape from the moon until after we like the, the moon is cut off because of Crota's fire team. We so so us going to the moon is after Eris is trapped there and before she escapes. No, Eris escapes and that's what sets off the what triggers. That's what sets off Dark Below. We go right. to the moon in the vanilla story. Yes, but the Dark Below story campaign is not necessarily like it's unlocked after your what second mission in the Cosmodrome, so it's not necessarily. I mean that that's that's an expansion that wasn't in the vanilla game. I get what you're saying, but if like canonically you can play it simultaneously, I, I which think... is not true for a lot of the expansions that have come out after. You have to have completed the previous storyline. I I've never. I'm not saying that's wrong, but I've I've never encountered that interpretation of the of the the timeline there before. 
Yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree that it's a bit of a stretch that the events of The Dark Below didn't happen after the events of Vanilla D1. Mm-hmm. I, so then when is um, the Exo Stranger's first appearance not on The Dark Below? Because she yeah. also appears at the end of the Vanilla campaign, so then she, she's in the the she's in Venus. end of the of the uh, of the. Oh, vanilla. she's in the Ishtar Collective, is she not? She's uh, on her way to the Ishtar Collective is when she first appears to us. Then in that scenario, isn't it? She tells us to go. Yeah. She tells us to go to Venus. I think. I think it's the other way around. Or no, we we so she tells us to go somewhere. We see yeah. her on the moon, but we don't interact with her, her initially there. We meet her on Venus for the first time, uh, basically right before the Ishtar Collective mission. She tells us to finish up our, uh, what was it? To finish up with with our, um, with with the hive or something like that, and then she takes us to the Black Garden. She's the reason we go to the Black Garden. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, she appears else. a few times throughout the vanilla campaign, though. Like, mm-hmm. she does appear. Yeah, yeah she, she appears to us on the moon. She appears to us in the Venus. And that's no, what leads us to the reef, actually, I believe. She tells us to go to the reef. Am I not correct there? I think so. She tells us to go to the reef, and then we go there and meet them. And then Aldrin and Mara send us, uh, you know, over to Mars to get the, the Eye of a Gate Lord, which is what gets us into the Black Garden. And then she appears to us after we clear out the garden and after our parade that's true and after gives us our parade explain yeah after our parade our military parade uh i i, I likened it more to ticker tape i thought i felt <laughs> like we were going down the canyon of heroes of the last city that's that's that's, that's just me like i thought I, I i i took it as much more that like there weren't a lot of uh exos goose stepping in front of me Mm-hmm. Firing off uh, blanks. <laughs> but, I don't know about uh, you guys, but I'm a little bit disappointed that I haven't had more more parades after that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like you know, say what you want about the speaker, he fucking knew how to celebrate a victory. <laughs> that guy knew how to get people behind whatever the fuck you did. <laughs> that was a win. I need a, I need more acknowledgement of my my accomplishments yeah. throughout the destiny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Vanguard is quite a narcissist listener. <laughs> I'm just saying. Can confirm. The scribe also believes that uh, he is he is quite a, a piece of work and needs to be praised wherever he goes. Well, I mean, I mean, I gotta tell you, maybe we should give it to him because he's writing all this shit down. It's not like I'm going to have a record. That's true. In <laughs> fact, you're actually not listening to mine and Taylor's real voices. The scribe is reproducing these programmatically. Yeah, this is this is my biggest mistake for letting Bagels edit this one. Uh, I'm literally just breaking the for- fourth wall here and, and re- releasing this information to everybody. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I am doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that legitimately took me a second to figure out. Yeah, you programmed my voice to blow your secret. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Well, if Bagels doesn't watch out, he's going to reveal himself, and then I, whom also Bagels, am going to lose my mind because I just referred to myself in the third person. Boom. Or the fourth person. Boom. 
one extra one. There's going to be a grammar guy out there who's like writing a furious email. It's like, there's no you such thing as an asshole. Theory podcast. Quit doing this. You're annoying me. <laughs> 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 we have now That's just described the quantum person <laughs> and the quantum wall. They're so mad that they've become one with the universe. Maybe that's how the Vex started. Except, like, <laughs> with math. It started with the Bagels being a scribe trying to replicate the voice of a former compadre who has gone missing. I was so that's lonely. Right. <laughs> that's right. If you would like to keep Bagels from being lonely, run to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast at gmail.com. I need people to tell me what to write about. <laughs> yeah, if you could, like, you can talk to him and, I don't know, send him pictures just of Just them around. Cake. Yeah, just like send him. told what to do. Yeah. Send oh, him some. Away. Okay, dominatrixes need apply. <laughs> <laughs> you, ha you have yeah. to go through the Taylor bot first to get to me, though. Uh, I bet you'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you'll pass. And it's not going to be like, it's not going to be like, oh, Taylor, look at the sexy picture. Like, hmm, madam, I have, I have, I know those tricks. Or sir. Uh, that would be a dominator, actually, not a dominatrix. But anyway, um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the difference here, though, is I want you to just like write the email. And I just want like, if I have, if I forward it to Bagels and he reads it, you feel a little dominated. You feel like I I feel like okay. <laughs> if if him just reading it makes him respond to your email, you've you've won. Because that's up to you if you want to keep that one in. That's I will forward them all to you. I'm not there's I will tell no lies. Oh my. Okay. So if you hear this later, <laughs> that means bagels approve. It. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, All right. Mm -hmm. So uh, back to the topic at hand. <laughs> Gear shift without I'm, actually. I'll lay off that. on my. <laughs> I will lay off on my super vigorous argument that it's somebody else, and I will also say that while I was re and what what prompted me to take this this very firm stance is that while I was doing my research into this very topic, mm -hmm. what I seemed to see was, and uh, not to shout people down, but I saw on the Destiny Lore subreddit that somebody just posted a list of this is who these people are. And there's no, there's no linking to people. There were links saying, thank you, this person for saying it's this person. You know, thank you to this user for saying who they think that this person is. But a lot of those posts don't have a lot of substance. And in fact, the original poster did not name or give a theory about who Marasov was and just took Marasov for granted. And then somebody else, and I took a screenshot of this, had the same thought that I did. And so shout out to you, Reddit no, user. No, 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 witch hunts. No witch hunts. Mm -hmm. We do. We can't do witch hunts. No, no, no. no. It's it. not a. It's not a witch hunt. It's the opposite. I'm saying there's oh, one person. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's a shout out that says, "I bet all the money in my pockets." VIP zero seven zero four is the Exo Stranger, and so far that's the only person that I thought has seen or proposed a different theory other than it being Marasov. Everybody else seems to just be taking for granted that it's Marasov, and this guy. At least you guys in this podcast are doing a. Uh, 
you guys are at least having discourse on like we think it's Marasov, we think this is why, mm-hmm. but it does seem like the community at large seems to just take it for granted, exactly. um, which throws me off. I will say, I will say the Destiny lore subreddit, um, especially if you sort by new, um, mm-hmm. can be very illuminating and give you a lot of great ideas. Uh, but just like any subreddit, uh, it, it can be a bit of an echo chamber. Yeah, it's like you have to write buzzwords in there and just like upvotes, and then like it's it's popularity over substance. So like that's that's just the nature of Reddit, unfortunately. Right, right, right. Yeah, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's it's just kind of a product of what it is. Um, yeah, it, yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah. I, I tend to agree. It, it's you can't take for granted who any of these characters are, and that's that's why we try to specify that that when, when, whenever we bring up a character that is not directly identified we want to establish that we are talking about something that we have some evidence to think it is this character and we try to bring up why that's the whole point of this this podcast we're trying to bring evidence to to our madman theories <laughs> basically yeah. fair fair and and with that i'll i'll let you guys maybe return to where the theory was before i interjected with lt bray but i needed to make sure that somebody gave like a Absolutely. valid distinct argument for this being a different character before we went too far into the well i don't really see a way of arguing it out right i was like whoa but make sure our minds are open and we're not just going for confirmation bias here absolutely no. I concur. I concur. Um, and and may I say that was? I mean, I I don't know if you is gonna hear this, but I don't think he's ever. They've ever probably had any of their comments defended so vigorously. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> There's anything Again, it, it just happened to be that that was my train of thought when I stumbled across that post. Sure. Oh, also, while I'm talking about my research from last night, canonically, folks, last night I watched as Titan passed uh, Eris, <laughs> and Eris is now on the dark side of, of Titan. He means in real life. In the real life. Bodies, yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cool. We looked. We went to the NASA website and we looked it over. It's, it's pretty nifty going on there, just looking at... Uh, we looked at Titan specifically initially just to kind of look around <laughs> just seeing uh seeing eris passing in its shadow essentially it's pretty pretty cool not gonna lie um, would you say on the dark side dark side of okay. it is yeah. the dark side of a moon from the yeah. perspective of titan i was watching and it went like eris was on the left side of the screen and titan moved to the left side past eris so eris was now on the dark side of titan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Which man. is a moon. So Eris is on the dark side of the moon. I was, speaking of where Eris is, I was so bummed that I thought we were going to have like some campfire stories <laughs> and staying up late, singing songs, making s'mores on Europa with the stranger, the drifter. I kind of want to point she out. She needs a title. Can, can All I... the other ones are a the. She needs a the. Well, she is Crota's Bane. That's, that, I think that's her title. She, oh, is she the Bane, though? She needs the article, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Eris Crota's Bane? Because uh, she got us to kill him. She figured out how we, how she basically well she should be Hive Bane really because she figured out how to kill them the Ascended Hive permanently. She was the first one to bring us that information. But why aren't we Crota's Bane? 
I think we're called Hivespain if you have a character from that far away oh, by okay. uh, Shax, I think. I think so. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah uh, it, it, it is It is remarked that uh, I think that's why she's Crota's and we're Hives. Because we've taken that information and kind of run with it. <laughs> <laughs> we've killed people who tried to figure out how Hive magic works. <laughs> we are we are very anti-information. <laughs> oh my! We're anti-corruption. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, yeah, but still, like we're not trying to kill Osiris, as long as he's you know in the infinite forest and not trying to practice hive magic, we, then we're good. I don't think we know how to kill whatever state of being Osiris is in. Oh, not Osiris. I was thinking, sorry. Oh, Toland. I, yeah. Toland, yeah. I were. I were. Yeah, I mean, I think if the Guardian could realistically determine a way to kill Toland, I think that it would be in the story that we would do so. Unless he, like, 100% committed himself to being killable, right? But we, like, chose not to. Like, he got gets gets himself back in a physical form somehow or something and, like, fully pledges himself, locks himself up in the tower to never escape. Without that happening, I feel like the Guardian would just off him or be foolish, I, but... I don't know. Or Nor would show up and just kill him. Like, you can't I just be trusted. Like, <laughs> I, I just feel like... I just feel like... I don't know, man. As jazzed as his own ghost was... For like it to die and him to like do the hive thing. I just feel like anyone anyone who's really close enough to uh to could like air quotes like convince him to do anything is like already corrupted. And they would just be like, Let me convince you to double triple betray everyone in a way they wouldn't expect. Come on, let's go murder everybody. I've been your secret pal this whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like yeah, anyone anyone who could convince Tolan to do something, it would be that like that they the, the the truth about it is that they would only convince him to do what he was going to do already, only harder. <laughs> so he's a minion of Savathun. Bring the uh, conversation full around. Uh, I feel like I feel like he's too full of himself to to be to be a Savathun because he'd never give her credit. He'd only say his own name. Oh no 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 no! I said a puppet of Savathun. I didn't say it's what I mean, Savathun. Oh, but oh oh, gotcha. Like she's the master deceiver that's convincing him to kill people, and he doesn't realize it. She is that voice manipulating him that you just described a moment ago. I'm just naming. I I I, I like it. I like it, but I still just think like, can can you really corrupt the willing? Can you like? Well, but then maybe the trick is that she's tricking her her worm into thinking that she's tricked Toland. She's like, "Oh no, he's running my my trick. <laughs> I've tricked him into doing this." Oh, that would be the ultimate. Then why does she even care? She's just like she's got. That's the ultimate like trick right there. Like, no, no, no. I, they they believe in me. Are you sure? Yeah. Like, well, all right. Om nom nom. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would be the easiest thing. Like, I can't really see outside of you. I'm gonna take your word for it. Um, nom nom. <laughs> oh, that'd be like a worm feeding itself. Oh man, wish that should be your symbol. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's right. There are a couple things in Destiny that will always be true. The only future is war, and you cannot defeat Sabathun. I just feel like... Which also means that Zevo Arath always wins. <laughs> what, if took, what if you took... What if you took, like, an odd approach to defeating Savathun in just, like, being her advocate? Be like, nah, man, she didn't do that. She's so messed up. Fuck you, man. Should you take her name out of your mouth? <laughs> just, like, shame people into not saying it's her anymore. But then if you've been deceived, she wins. Isn't that also true? Uh, I see. I feel like you're taking a weird path that's, like, not expected. <laughs> in 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 that in that line of thinking like like her contract believes like you're 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 not spreading a lie you're actually spreading the truth but you're doing it in a positive light <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she never even killed like, anyone I'll, I'll throw this out there I, I was just as we were discussing last night uh i said the only correct way to kill evil arath would be to do it by accident when you went to give her the the blessing from uh a, a ward of dawn and a well of radiance uh, and by offering these healing powers to her uh as you know when you put down a well of radiance you take damage so you get a whole army of dawnblade warlocks to all cast well of radiance next to her you know and of course all of the the defender titans put up their blast shields with you know exact duplicates of the helm of saint 14 because canon and you know she's blinded and healed all at the same time and it's overwhelming and that light purifies her into <laughs> non-existence but it's peaceful so she does not win peaceful. i i <laughs> i i just I just really think, yeah, you know, after after you like, you can't actually damage Zivu Arath. You just like whittle down her stamina, and then at the end, you got to punch in the right code to like unlock the friendship. <laughs> like, if you go fatality, she's won. But if you go like, you know, up, up, down, down, back, left, X, Y, Z, like, oh, friendship. Just got to block, block over. Oh, and over I again. concur. <laughs> the old, the old, the old Mortal Kombat ones. I, I, I hope they have that in the new ones. I haven't played since 9, but that one did not have friendship or bibality, so I was sad. I have not played since 2. <laughs> I mean... I'm not that much older sweet. than you. <laughs> I would say, like, like, 3 was pretty sweet. Um, I might have played 3. Okay, so yeah, you missed out if you didn't play 3, but the ones beyond that, like, while, while good in their own way. I feel like if you came back at some of the later ones, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't need to go back and play those. Uh, but 9 was really good. That's the, that's the one they rebooted the whole series. Uh, I played, I think, through the story of 10, and that was, that, was, that was fine. The fighting mechanics were really cool again. And all I know is that I think it's 11 is... It was on, I think, PlayStation Super Cheap, so I just got the base game of that, and I'll be giving that a shot at some point. I'll let you know. All right, so back to Fragment. (laughs) (laughs) Because the segue is a thing that I ride on, but also I don't need a segue because it's the topic of this episode. Mm -hmm. So uh, I want to see if maybe there's there's more holes that I can find in in this theory to punch through. So that really that my big theory is I just think that it could be somebody else, and you know. We need to express that concern. But otherwise, with this theory, we've established, uh, or this theory, if it is Marasov, it seems to line up very closely with uh, the the Chur Idol had in Sleepless. 
And so what do you think about those parallels? Specifically, we've got a very similar scene, if not um, if not identical, uh, between these, these two different lore pieces. Uh, one where we clearly establish that one is Mara, at least sure recognizes her to be one of the characters in the scene. And we've got another another character that Mara is familiar with in Sleepless. What what are your feelings on uh, feelings on those parallels specifically? Right. Uh, yeah, I saw you on a great black triangle. You split it with your two bare hands. Sure, I was saying I was dead or trapped like in a maze, but pretty close to figuring my way out. So that sounds like she's about to be resurrected somehow if she was dead or... I am curious about that that aspect of it because yeah. uh, last we encountered... Like, we encounter a statue of Sure in the um, in the dungeon in the Dreaming City in the Shattered Throne. Um, which And she kind of reaches out to us and talks to us, which makes me wonder if when the curse is broken, if Sure isn't released as well in some capacity that's kind of just a uh high-minded spin foil that i've had kind of in the back of my mind for a while but uh uh certainly certainly something that i'm curious if she's ever brought back right because the awoken were truly born in mara's ascendant realm and so she can't truly die but for in mara's ascendant realm and so that's why she's a statue in the ascendant realm she's trying to figure out how to come to life again da, da, da. <laughs> that's been feel that's been for like and stand behind so what she, so what you're saying is jure isn't dead she's just frozen in carbonite <laughs> not exactly what i had in mind but uh i think i think she's more or less kind of a not quite like toland but more like um something something similar where she's mm-hmm. essentially just a uh, floating consciousness in either the ascendant plane or uh the equivalent attachment to the dreaming city which a- appears to be the ascendant plane uh, at least at least as far as we're we're uh, familiar with it but yeah it, it seems her conscience consciousness is probably still intact it's just a, a question of her ability to restore herself I, I guess in the same vein as Mara, Mara saw, because her consciousness is intact within the ascendant plane as well. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and and so I do agree. So the line in here is just simply, and there was another woman with you, you know, and, and that's what sure references mm-hmm. and Mara responds with on the triangle, right? Like, yeah, okay, yeah, um, mm, yeah it, she was helping. So it's saying, yeah, you know, there's this other woman there. She was helping you or the effort or something she was helping she was there and so that that does line up with what we know about their personalities right so eris morn uh does seem to align herself with marasov refers to her as far as we know as my queen and whatnot so you know if she is uh she would be helping marasov i think with all you know possible respect the ascendant realm in the dreaming city is supposed to be mara's throne world yeah, the, the so uh, she carved out a portion of the Asc- yeah. ascendant realm, and that that's her throne room. Uh, with within, uh, I believe it's directly below the. I would, the I would, I would, I would submit, I would submit it's the space of the dreaming city, and that because hear me out here, because that, I mean, Zur 
Sure. It's, it's like S-G-U-R. a soft J. It's a soft yeah, J. Zer. 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 But it's not Zer, like Emissary of the Nine. Or Trash Collector of the Nine, I should say. It's not an Emissary. Just want to make sure people know who we're not talking about. Yeah, so, uh, so she... Because she dies in the Reef Wars. And then... <laughs> And then they're supposed to say, uh, you know, I I always wonder because what uh, Tolan what, Tol, Tolan is it ever confirmed if Tolan was awoken or human? Mm, that I'm not sure about. Yeah, because the, the one thing I I always wonder about is that like okay, so this is Mara's this space, you know, if if the expanded space is that, you know, maybe it's not, or maybe she doesn't have like as great control as she does of her throne room. Or maybe she just doesn't give a fuck if we go in there and get attacked by uh by uh, taken and whatnot. But anyway. Um to police it in that way. But anyway, anyway. She The Awoken are, you know, un <laughs> are unraveled and remade in a combination of, you know, light and dark energy. As mm-hmm. as be all of them undergo this and they're all rebuilt by Mara. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're already aspects of her will. Then you go into a throne world where your will is immutable. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the part of Sir that, like, you know, oh, like, you know what I mean? That exists because it's part of Mara's will. That's possible as well. Mm-hmm. And that's- so, if Toland was a resed Awoken, maybe what he figured out was that, like his existence if he dies in the ascendant plane is immutable because mara's will is immutable so no awoken that have died are are truly dead yeah at least in the sense that they are part of mara and so at least a, a portion of them or the whole of themselves is maintained via mara's will is, is that unless right? unless they have been resurrected by a ghost because for paracausal reasons you are now a guardian and you lose yeah. any potential awoken magic abilities because you only have guardian abilities ooh, ooh, ooh. but but in the case that also that's makes sense because that's why awo- like the reefborn awoken don't like guardian awoken well they i mean they don't like them because they left they remember them when they were reefborn awoken and then they left uh, to disobey the queen. So that's what that that's that's what I would say. The biggest reason they don't like him is, even though yeah. I feel like they're smart enough to know that they're not the same person. I believe that between that and the fact that they are no longer subservient to the woken hierarchy at, at that mm-hmm. point. Or... I actually I actually wonder if when you become because Crow is so. I wonder if what the ghost does is rebuilt you as you were before Mara did what she did. No, because your skin is still blue. Yeah, but I mean, your vessel, your vessel is your vessel, right? I, I mean, I mean, the part of you that would have been part of her will. I feel that like your vessel is feeling. part of. Uh, so I get. Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. But, so like, like she can't. She like the uh, the the anima that little blip that Tolan has left behind. Like, like that, like that, like like that. Yeah. So like, because once you're res, like they. She can't manipulate them anymore. I don't think she's been able to manipulate. Uh, I mean, unless they go too far to the dark, I guess Ares might be. 
exception to that. But actually, she didn't really... It's not in the same way. Like, Mara, like, mindfucks the Awoken. They're, like, built to, like, inherently believe her. Right. You are absolutely right uh, that. Yeah, like, literally, she built them uh -huh. that way. Uh-huh. I mean, they were all gonna die on a ship. She jumped out of the ship into space and somehow created a throne world. So, you know, no, after centuries of stuff, I'm of not servitude and... <laughs> like... I'm not, I'm not mad. No, 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 but, like, that's my point. Like, I'm not mad about that part. I what I don't get is why she made she made them think some other chick what would like, be their, their queen initially uh, and then went through like millennia of existence so that she could ultimately win them all over and overthrow that lady. It was like this long fuck you to the captain not listening to Mara in the first place. Which Pretty is much. just right. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> that or she felt it was necessary to cement her her, her dominance. In that sense, I don't. It's it, it, it's it's, it's interesting. That's my point. Yeah, but that's my point. Yeah, like it, it. Yeah, like like, and and that's that's why I actually really appreciate that uh, Crow is so different from Aldrin. Even 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 like with his uh like stupid Middle Atlantic ocean <laughs> accent being gone. The yeah, Aldrin's accent was fucking dumb. <laughs> like, why do you so? Why do you sound like you're not quite from New England, but not quite from England either? Like crow, like, like yeah. And I love, I love that, uh, you know, the the the, the being that's resurrected, uh, free of Mara's influence, is uh, just doesn't even like go for that stuff. Wants to go fishing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like so much cooler than Captain Emo. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I can Just get behind that. Yep, I would um, agree. And I like what that what that sets up in this context for specifically Crow, now being like also of the I guess the most recent cannot canon uh, Guardian Awoken, right? Mm -hmm. uh, being the most freshly dead Awoken, I guess so to speak, and then being resurrected again. It's like whoa. And not only was he, you know, a freshly dead Awoken, but arguably, like, a powerful Awoken, mm -hmm. you know? Maybe not a Tekian, but uh, I'm sure he must have had Awoken powers of some sort. Unless they only gave powers to females. It, well, he, it, I think they tended to be matriarchal, but I think it, even in the the Marid, he, like, specifically, like, had to be clever. He didn't really have a lot of power to back him up. Pretty much. That's how I understood it. But uh, uh -huh. the, this whole discussion kind of spins Sleepless in a new light as well. When you look at the end of the lore card, it reads, mm, yeah, she was helping. Then your brother showed up and she shakes out her arms, frowning thoughtfully. The dream is already fading. He said, Tropia. Or maybe it was a tropical anyway. So we've got Aldrin, or what would happen crow. to the crow showing up at this at the end of this card and since this is a, a vision of the future that means that aldrin is reunited with mara at some point how does that um how does that essentially how does that conversation go down <laughs> how does uh how does mara re resolve aldrin being resurrected as a guardian uh versus versus his past and then how does Aldrin resolve his past and being re reunited with, with Mara and figuring out what exactly happened to him? I, 
I, I have one hint I want to submit for what it's probably going to be play-wise. Through violence! <laughs> Never. <laughs> the whole game doesn't arc around violence. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, dude, we solved we solve the terrible problem of violence with violence. So that there's no more violence, hopefully. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. We to make way sisters. for our practice of violence against each other to hold... To violence. The cause and solution to all of Destiny's problems. Hayat. <laughs> I love it. Just putting that out there. Nobody ever talks about that. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. No, no, it's good. It, it, basically, it's just... When... Aldrin was dead. It kind of put some doubt on this vision from Sure, at, at the time. But him being resurrected, it, I think it puts a whole new spin on this card. Just on the basis of how how does his interactions get resolved. I, I know I know your, your point about violence right there, but it, it's kind of an interesting thought experiment just to, to try and figure out how Aldrin would re-enter the circle of, of the Queen. And how how they would end up interacting, especially in the moment of triumph, which is what tropea roughly means, uh, victory, triumph, a trophy, some, something like that. Uh, that how that how they would team up essentially again and look to defeat a pyramid ship in that in that moment. I I have one idea. Um. Of sort of. It's it's that I, I I personally think that Destiny a lot of times does a lot of like synergistic stories, mm-hmm. um, and I think most recently we got a big slice of rejecting uh, your in- <laughs> rejecting your intended destiny. <laughs> um, in in uh, like we we get like a taste of like oh is that what you're doing like in the uh, in the gameplay but you know we, through the story of Banshee through the story of um, Clovis one, mm-hmm. you really learn about. You get like a big like this like initial like, you know, someone comes to life and like it's almost like the best of what made Clovis Bray without all of the history and like hangups and traumas and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. came through to where he stood up to basic what essentially is like a perfect version of his own mind. Um, so like that's pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have another opportunity with that in Crow. Someone created a little more mystically as opposed to technologically. Mm-hmm. I think as we see it play out, now that as as I as I did you know was saying earlier, now that I believe that he's free of uh, Mars control, I I think he's going to end up rejecting her pretty hard. And I I think that's entirely fair. Uh... At least initially, I, I would I would assume that their interactions initially would be quite. I would I would put it as harsh, uh, or uh, at least at least based in strife, where where the two would not see eye to eye, and Crow not having the same background information on the Awoken that Aldrin would have would have had. He would have he would see no reason to bow to Mara, and Mara would probably. Um, reject him initially as a result of that. 
So yeah, I would I would tend to agree that uh, there would probably be a, a period where the crow would be, if not outright rejected by the Awoken, uh, maybe even like fought <laughs> for for a, a period of time. It, it could it could be oh, interesting to, to see excellent. how excellent. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know. Glad that I am here because I will say that I have a, a arg, an argument for that. I think at his core personality that Aldrin Sav is a servant, and he is there to serve. Both originally it was his sister, and now that he has uh, now that he is a guardian, uh, he seems to be inclined. Was a, initially there to serve uh, Spider. And his personality didn't seem to really challenge that. He questioned us when we said we were freeing him. Like, why would you do that? And this isn't, it didn't seem to be a thing that even the character was seeking was freedom. And then we told him because you're a guardian. And so where I think the story is going to go is that he's going to be serving the Vanguard because that's his personality is to serve. And he's going to be told by the Vanguard to serve Marasov. So he will be both serving the, the Vanguard and Marasov. And for her, it'll be a familiar face. It will, yes, probably be okay. disconcerting. But she is also almighty and all-powerful, uh, presumably, like, space pirate Marasov. Because, <laughs> you know, we know from interviews way back in the day that the voice actor provided, you know, that she was originally told that she was going to be a space pirate. And apparently, that was the future plan for Marasov. So we have this super powerful space pirate of Marasov that'll be like... Well, you fucked up my brother, but at least I have him back. He's not really who my brother is, but she might also feel comfort in having what's left of her family around. Like, that is her brother. So she's like, yeah, I want him. He's mine, even if it's not really him anymore. So, so, so a couple interesting, couple interesting uh, responses to that. Uh, one, I think you'll be happy to know that she's Space Pirate Mara in the Dark Future, if you haven't read it yet. She takes control of the Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not read that, so yeah, yeah. That's not even a spoiler. Like, just go, go read that. That'll be fun. Yeah, the Dark Future is highly enlightening. Hopefully, yeah. It's, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a timeline that uh, the stranger came back from uh, already. So it's one of the one of her failed attempts to uh, to to stop like certain outcomes. Uh, the the book will explain it. So, but uh, yeah, that's that's a very fun one. Um. I would. Yeah. I, I think it's is really that on Bungie.net? Like, where do uh, it's on Ishtar Collective for sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I saw that link. I was hoping to find the original source, but sure, I'll go to Ishtar. Um, it's on. It's in. It's a. It's a book in D two. So if you want to, oh, it's it a lore D2. book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So. Anyway. Um. To 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 that point, but uh, it's it's you know he he his actually inclination was not to serve. The spider. Uh, he originally tried to go back to the 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 last city. Uh, Glint tried to take him there, and people saw his face. And because like they were talking about him after, uh, I think it was like one or two uh, solstices ago. Uh, he he was part of the lore then about uh, you know this guy who had to hide his face, this new guardian, um, out in the city. But like he kind of grows closer to Glint. The reason he uh, ends up in service to the spider is because he has nowhere else to go. Like everyone kind of shoots at him. And so the Elixni are like the the only people who like seem to respect him. And there's a couple there's a couple entries that also also in the game. I think it's a uh, his his the uh, seasonal uh, book that talks about him. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, like he actually kind of gets off on like actually getting some respect 
as opposed to like basically being treated anything other than like shot at. Um, and he, he kind of enjoys it. So he's like, he's like, hey, if you guys like respect for me being badass, like I'll be fucking badass for you. <laughs> um, so like, I, I think maybe his call for like attention is a little warranted, but like, it's not so. He doesn't like go out for glory either. Like none of the stuff that like got him the attention was was stuff that he brought on. Like it's just like I'll stand up to someone who tries to kick my ass. Like okay, <laughs> like, that's that's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, and and like he kind of pays the price for that. Like Glint gets a bomb put inside his shell. Which still that, hasn't been resolved. <laughs> well, uh, okay, okay. So it doesn't play for everyone, but apparently there was, if you finished your hunts that week, that you did that mission, there was some dialogue that he gives. So uh, uh, I, I linked to it on, I think, mine and the show's Twitter. Uh, I can go back and try to find it to you later. But uh, Shackle Shotgun actually, like, transcribed it. Okay, okay. And uh, it, it, it does apparently say that, like... It, I, I think it's something to the effect of like Glint could have taken it out the whole time, but he was just like honoring Crow's word. <laughs> okay, okay. I have like, not transmitted seen that. it out. I like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like something to that effect. That might be oversimplifying it, like, like way too. Hard. Maybe they actually had to like remove it, but I believe they were able to. Okay. Um, long story short. Fair enough. Um, Glint was like, yeah, I could have just transmitted the bomb out. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Spider like, is not a paracosm being. <laughs> yeah, like, what is He's he really going to do Nothing here? on me, yeah. I mean, yeah, so um, so, so I, I think there's that. Um, I will say Aldrin was literally built to serve. I agree with you there. I don't know about Glint, and I don't know about Aldwin, um, the, the only known name we have for Aldrin's character before they get made into the Awoken. Um. So I'll I'll say that. Oh, okay, uh, okay, sure. Um, and, and I think I think those differences are going to shine through. But the, to to your and Bagel's point, though, I never actually considered how like Mara would re- react to getting rejected. Sure. And so now now he's got to watch out for like <laughs> shit. <laughs> that would be that would be cool because I would go stick up for my boy. Wouldn't be the first time some guardians put down some awoken. So to your guys' points, do you think uh, that Aldrin would eventually become like an ambassador between the Vanguard and the Awoken? Is I that... don't think he could be. Okay. Uh, I don't think he could be. I, th- I think uh, Petra has a much better chance of that than he ever would. I don't think he... Because he doesn't know enough about either side to be a bridge for for the two. That's true. Yeah, he... he... Yeah, that's entirely that goes to our point about him not being, that's being the next. Also, guy. what makes him a perfect candidate? So he'll he should at least be discussed as an option. Will he be the one that's put forward? Like honestly, when you have a messenger, there's like there's one level where if you if you appoint somebody that's really smart, both sides are going to be like, but are they double crossing us? Mm-hmm. Right, and you always have to be afraid of that. If the person you're appointing is ultimately a dummy, you're like. Uh, yeah, you don't know enough, so I gotta, can you I gotta betray us? Well, I gotta, it's, it's not about betrayal, though. Like, I, I, like, an ambassador is supposed to be on your side. They're supposed to be diplomatic, but they're not a mediator. They're on your team. Like, and he doesn't know enough about either side to be on their team effectively. Like, right. there's no so, way he can make decisions that are in the interest of, like, if he were representing Marasov to the city, there's no way he could effectively make decisions that represent her, because he doesn't know enough. He doesn't know anything. He's literally, like, three years old. And right. then vice so versa. Like, I think less that he's more of, like, or less that he's an ambassador and more of, like, an olive branch. Like, here, you go do this. 
You know, you're going to do what she tells us to. You're going to tell us what she's telling you to do, right? Like, you're, you'll report back to us. Clint will send messages along this relay. You know, you're you're going to keep us informed and otherwise do what she says until we tell you not to, right? Like, it's... it's And, and Mara knows that that's what's going to happen, but she'll have her brother back. And then she'll obviously... If that happens, then yeah, she won't let him get in on the secrets because she knows how to avoid that, but they'll, we'll at least know what kind of things that she's getting uh, Crow to do. I don't know. He doesn't seem like he could keep a secret. I feel like he would say in the middle of the thing, I feel like he would just come right out and be like, okay, so they really want me to screw you over in this deal. No, but I don't think that that the intention is ever to screw her over. And it it is just report. Like, so yeah, I think it'll be just transparent. Everybody will know what's up. Nobody's being fooled by this. And everybody will know that beforehand. It'll just be like, you can have your brother back. Yes. He's a guardian now. Yes. He's going to tell us all all of the things. Mara's going to know that like, it's not a great ploy. It's not like overly intelligent. They They can't give him back. They don't own him. He lives there, like, but the people of the city are not like, like, all right, if, if he went back to Mara, she could give him away. The city can't do that. The city can't give anyone away. That's not something they're like, that's in their purview. They don't own anybody. People come and go from the city as they please. I mean, that's Ikora's point of view, that the Vanguard is not supposed to be an authoritarian structure, although um, it it does seem to act that way, and they do seem, depending on which character you're talking about, to Various people in the Vanguard think that they do have that authority, well, or that the Vanguard, has that authority. Well, there's the Vanguard and the Consensus, though. Like, there's the city government, there's the Vanguard, and then there's Consensus, where they all come together. What used to be under the Speaker. I understand. So, so what like, I'm bringing I, up, I, actually, I'm referencing right now another lore entry under um, the same topic. So under stolen intelligence. Which one is it? It's like Lise, the second last one, maybe, that's done by Ikora, and she specifically says, uh, you know, uh, where is it? Uh, maybe it's not this one. She says, she calls out the, in there that the Vanguard is never supposed to be an authoritarian regime, basically, but that it does, in fact, act that way. Um you know, so one of one of these cards references something along those lines. And so there is authority that comes from the various characters. Shax gives instructions to the rest of the Vanguard. And so to pretend like that doesn't happen is pulling the wool over your eyes. So there is an authoritarian nature to the Vanguard and how they operate with their leaders. Even though you're right, they're supposed to be mentors. But the role that they play in the universe is not as concrete either way, whether it's authoritarian or okay. just as mentors. Okay, but I, I would, I would I would challenge you to provide one example which one example in ever that the Vanguard literally said, okay, this person owns you now. You no longer for us. You're their citizen. We're giving oh, you but, to them. But I didn't I didn't say that Mara owns older Everyone's basically he's being posted to Mara's like dreaming city it's or it's, wherever Mara is. But he doesn't even work for the Vanguard. He doesn't even work for them. We're we're talking about a hypothetical future, I think, at at, at this point, where the where Aldrin is reconciled with the with the government uh, of the last city, particularly the Vanguard, and mm-hmm. he would be uh, he would be able to be posted somewhere. I, I, I guess I, I, I know it's uh, sorry. There's there's just a 
at this point in time, we're just kind of speculating on what potentiality could become of of the crow. I guess I guess that that's that's like the problem I have though. Like same as same as with the idea that he can be the next uh, Vanguard mentor. He's not even a part of the, the Vanguard. Right. <laughs> and you guys are saying he's going to be the next leader. Like like not you guys, but like people are saying he's going to be the next leadership of the city. Like like on what planet? On what planet does a hierarchical organization do anything like that in ever? Like, it's just, it just, it's like, all right, so, like, in, in quite the same way, like, oh, like, you know, I know you're just, like, two years old, and you're not even, like, you don't even work for us, but, like, I, like it's the idea that, that he's going to be representing people and, like, doing these things on, on, on their behalf when all he seems to want to do is, like, go shit in a bucket. <laughs> like, I, I'm just saying, like, it, like he, he has, he's expressed absolutely zero motivation to do any of the things that he's even done. But he's expressed less interest than the rest of the other hunters in canon that want to get away from being Hunter Vanguard as, pa- as fast as possible. That's not, that's not, that's not, okay, but that's not what makes you a candidate. You, like... <laughs> Like he wasn't. In the even case out. of the hunters, that's what the hunter dare is. It's all about okay, like, but he okay, he we don't want to be the vanguard. Okay, okay, but he wasn't alive for that dare. His dare starts now, like now at post his resurrection. So his dare counts after the next hunter vanguard. Like he, he like you, you, you can't like that, that's what like he, he's not in the vanguard. How can he be accepting the hunter vanguard dare when he's not in the vanguard? Yeah. Uh... Frankly, I, I tend to agree on, on the fact that he's a distinct person person at this point in time, and therefore was not... Oh, Drew wasn't in the Vanguard either! Yeah, that, that, I know, I'm, I'm trying to... Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm yeah. just being silly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I fully agree with your point, Taylor. I, I'm, I'm just trying to, mm-hmm. to say that I, I concur on the basis that Crow, having not been either a me- member of the Vanguard at the time, or in... Or currently for that matter he, he just doesn't qualify uh, as a potential potential hunter vanguard in even the sense if we use common sense what military organization would would put somebody like that in charge of a portion of your military essentially a general in and in, in a position that is of significant scrutiny and uh basically it's one of the most important positions that you can ask somebody to to post to uh, a guide to all of your hyperactive, extremely potent forces <laughs> that need to stop aliens from destroying all of humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, completely like, agree. Yeah, it's just it's uh, it, and like in quite the same thing. Like uh, you know what what governmental organization appoints uh, appoints um, a representative, like someone that speaks with their voice. Like he doesn't even work for you. You can't. You can't. He can't be on behalf of you. He's not part of you. I get what you're saying, but this is a video game, <laughs> <laughs> and their ability to write a I mean, story I mean, with a very, very, very weak link between he's now a major player and he now can do all of the things, and this is what he's doing now. I feel like that can be written, and I agree with your logic on where he's coming from. I feel like you're just placing. It's, you're you're placing realistic weight into uh, okay okay then like let's <laughs> I, I would I would only counter with like I think I have a very realistic weight argument that they haven't written anything to lead you to believe that not once and everything that they write is very purposeful what they have written for you is that he seems disinterested in all of that 
Okay. Sure. I'll get behind that. Yeah, like they don't they don't write something for no reason. Well, uh, I think we're probably ready for final scores at at this point. I would <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Taylor, you want to go first? Give it your uh, your final score and, and final thoughts. Uh for um so i i mean i give it uh i'm gonna give it uh <laughs> 20 2014 vips <laughs> um i i think it uh i think i think it can work i i you know there's a lot more there's a lot more putting it in the direction of marasov than there is uh pulling it away from her um in my view uh i do think that it's still not there though like whenever you talk in code whenever like like and i it's not that i think like you know i, I know that i think uh icora would pull a savathun but i i would also wonder about like information that she allows anyone to just discover mm-hmm. um being written so plainly with such an easy crackable code as we've all kind of giggled about <laughs> um like so, you know, I'm not saying maybe it's like a triple cruise situation, but like, you know, always, always keep an open mind, people who's uh, you know, dealing the business of secrets. Um, and I guess beyond that, uh, I don't have too many hangups about it. I kind of take all all of the game's prophecies to be uh, with a with a grain of salt and like a pound of sugar. Like, be nice to them. Because I think they're trying to lead you down an expected path, potentially, like they've done a few times, and then be like, "Oh no, completely different." <laughs> um, so I think there's always that, and like until until it's in the game, like officially, I, I kind of struggle uh, to say that that's that's they're intending. Like they, like like I said, like it, and they they don't write things unintentionally, and so far I think they're kind of leaning against that. But yeah, aside from that. Um, I don't think it's not possible. Um, I think them, aside from the potential that they pull the wool over our eyes, I guess in this case, um, I would say, you know, it probably leans more toward, uh, you know, purposeful entry than not. So yeah, um, they just gotta, they just gotta, they got the dots. I would say they just gotta actually connect them. So. Chris, do you have any final final score, final thoughts? Uh, yeah, so I will say on a scale where I'm going to define my scale for people's understanding, if the scale is where 10 is agent and minus 10 means VIP, then the plausibility is zero directly in between because I feel like there are multiple opportunities. And just like Taylor B was saying, uh, there are other possibilities. Everything is written deliberately. And I think that this was deliberately left open so that we wouldn't know. So there's definitely plausibility that it's Mara, but there's also definite equal plausibility is somebody else like Elsie Bray as an example. Um, And I think that that ties into, especially, I mean, we didn't even talk at all about the season, like when we acquired these uh, lore bits, like this book, Mm -hmm. this lore book. And I I feel like there is a level where if you're not familiar with how you got the, the 
stolen intelligence lore books that that's worth looking into as you're listening now. Uh, might be a topic to get familiar with yourself so that you can make your own informed decision. But I feel like there's things to consider, you know, spin foil more about Savathun, which is always fun. Um, and that topic is all in the foundation of what we're even discussing. So I think it's equally possible that it's both. And I think that Bungie did that deliberately. And that that's how the lore is set up. So zero in the way that it is equally as plausible plausible as other things. And we need a bit more context before we can know absolutely or know one way or the other, like which of these options it is. And uh, yeah, otherwise, I pose a question. What does it make you if you're a person who eats a dark moat? I feel, I feel like I feel like the dark moat versus light moats is going to be like the dark first milk chocolate <laughs> they're just uh flavorings uh different flavorings to the same thing yeah I'm but pretty... the people who like the dark modes are going to judge the fuck out of you for doing light modes <laughs> just look at the drifter <laughs> <laughs> well uh yeah i i think all those points are are quite fair and i guess my my final final score would be that it's um, oh, I'll give it about, uh, 2021, because I feel like it, uh, plausible. Uh, I feel like it's personally pretty, pretty likely that they are intentionally written with such great degree of parallel between the two of them. And I've, I've tried to state that, um, that I, uh, that there's a certain amount of questions to be answered to, to this point about that and Chris you've done an excellent job of, of highlighting uh, different possibilities here specifically with Elsie Bray and, and, and certainly it could be that in the fragment lore card that it's not Elsie either it could be a number of other other characters that we didn't I, even identify here nor nor could we fathom mm -hmm. to this point nor could this uh, this fragment ever come to, come to truth these are both prof prophetic visions that uh, just happen to be wholly parallel to one another so it's it could just be that uh neither of these come to come to the case and the pyramid ships completely destroy us we never figure out how to destroy one and mars not evolved and <laughs> all that jazz we will never know until Munchie actually writes all this information down um but it's uh i would say for now it does appear that these these two characters do appear to be very very similar in uh their appearance in these lore entries and i do believe personally that it is likely to be Mara and Eris interacting in that but uh it's uh it's certainly up up to question at this point uh and certainly new information could strike that down in the future as as Bungie releases it so uh, that, I'm taking for gospel that your plausibility rating means that we're gonna find out this year you said your plausibility rating is 2021 we know that VIP 2014 <laughs> is the Guardian because that's when the game came out. VIP 2015 is Oryx because that's when his expansion came out. So if you're saying plausibility 2021, I'm saying that means that's because that's the year that we're going to find out the answer. Either 21 or 22. I'm leaning between the two right now. It's going to be either we're going to figure out how to defeat the Pyramid Ships in Witch Queen or in, uh, or in uh, uh, what is it? 
uh, what's the last expansion? I forget the name of it. Something, something light. Uh, but regardless, I, I think uh, in one of those two, it's it's going to be a, a factor of us figuring out figuring out how to defeat the pyramid ships, and we're going to do so either at the end end of this current set of seasons or the beginning of, of next one, probably or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'll start us out on a. Uh shout outs i think here uh i am going to give a shout out to my partner kari um and uh and and uh, a little bit of a tooting my own horn to myself uh we'll be closing on our house here in less than a week uh for everyone listening to this and then in a month from now we'll be moved into our house the first time homeowner and i you know i gotta say something i i never thought i would be in a position to like ever do this so it's kind of amazing yeah Can't so argue yeah that. That, yeah <laughs> uh chris got any shout outs i do and i'm realizing right now that i didn't i don't know that i listened to the shout outs of your episode last week so i don't know if snuggle bunny shouted out our instagram page where we are doing uh dredge and delicacies which is uh you know we're going through the destiny recipe book uh we're making up all of the recipes and we're posting pictures there i am in fact in case people didn't know dredge and mishnock and i was sent back in time by the also by the exo stranger i'm speaking to you as a warlock awoken yeah. guardian right now and i just cooked uh, a mode of darkness and was eating it which is why i asked about it so if you want to see what that looks like head over to dredge and delicacies where snuggle bunny also a guardian sent back from the future is uh preparing these delicious meals <laughs> um, uh, otherwise I... my twitch channel is the Mizniche, and i'm just shouting out snuggle bunny though so nice, uh, nice. and i don't uh I don't stream pretty much anymore at all, so you won't find me there. But uh, you will find anything me or Snuggle Bunny at Dredge and Delicacies and on her Insta. So she I is like amazing it. and as, everything. As a regular like purveyor of your uh, your delicacies, I have to say I'm quite jealous. Because <laughs> they do look delicious. And Snuggle posts them at the most inopportune times where I, I am deadly hungry. <laughs> yeah, and I, I will say much, much to your credit, Chris. I think, uh, I think as recently as uh, as last year, um, you were you were uh, talking to me, and you were like, "Yeah, I'm doing uh, part part of the charity stream." So, like, uh, even if you're not doing it regularly, like, uh, doesn't hurt to have people keep you in mind for uh, for uh, when it counts. Um, so, just putting putting that out there, and uh, as part of your uh, part of your like to- tooting your horn a little bit, mm-hmm. sir. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. I do what I can. That's that is true. That is when I'm active, when I'm doing charity stuff. So, um, if you do see me on Twitch, it's probably what I'm doing. That or trolling somebody I know in real life (laughs) (laughs) with Um, no context. Absolutely none. Absolutely none. Uh, Well, I think, I think with that, like, dude, thank thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, I I I know uh, you are such an avid and thorough lore uh enthusiast I, I was glad to get you on here and it was nice to uh to um do an in-depth uh discussion of the uh, destiny lore with you i mean we we play together uh for, for those of you who don't remember from last week uh chris chris is the chris we mentioned that's our uh dm in our uh, regular uh dungeons and dragons campaign also and so like you know we, we interact a lot but i don't know how much uh 
how much time we sit down and really like throw down on lore. So this was a lot of fun. Thanks, thanks for stopping by, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think that's all I got. How about you, Bakes? I think that's what I got. That's the end of this week's topic, but be sure to check out our past and future episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. If you have any questions about this week's topic, want to discuss Destiny Lore with us, or if you just feel like reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at SpinfoilTheory, or you can email us via SpinfoilTheory at gmail.com. Thanks for listening! The Lore Network.